Sisters, listen closely. Finding out he's the one can sometimes feel like traveling through a desert of uncertainty. I mean, every time you feel like you've reached an oasis, it ends up being a mirage. As your resident sister and friend, here are five common red flags that you need to steer clear away from. First up, if he's asking for your phone number straight off the bat, but not your dad's, well, that's a major red flag waving in your face. Next, if he's hitting you up with texts and calls late at night, you better believe he's not serious and chances are he won't respect your boundaries. Watch out for those put down disguised as sarcastic banters. You know, the ones that make you the butt of the joke. It's time to show him the door. And oh, if he's more interested in hearing himself talk than listening to what you have to say, girl, that's a sign you need to run in the opposite direction. And let's not forget the classic line, my ex was crazy. Yeah, right. If he's mouth-mouthing his ex left and right, chances are he's the one with the issues. And those are just the obvious red flags. Let's help you uncover what's really hiding underneath the surface with Vibe Check, the ultimate prompt card game for meaningful connections. Crafted with deep respect for Islamic traditions, Vitech goes beyond the surface, allowing you to discover the essence of your potential life partner's faith, character, and aspirations. With eight thoughtfully crafted categories and 135 thought-provoking questions, Vitech ensures a comprehensive understanding of your potential spouse, from values and ambitions to personal quirks and preferences. I mean, skip the surface-level discussions and dive straight into what truly matters. Visit our website, www.thedigitalstory.com now and take the first step towards finding your righteous partner. Your journey to marital bliss begins here. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It is your sister and friend, Adar. And you're listening to the Digital Sisterhood Podcast. Welcome to the wrap-up series part two. Part two. And this time, it's going to be with a different subset of the team. And to be honest, it's funny because um, the directors from the answer to I, you've heard a few of them. But there still were people you guys had never heard of or have never been formally introduced. Maybe you've seen them in the credits. You know, the podcast credits, if you look and you pay attention, you'll see some names that you're like, oh, I've never heard this person before um, or on the mic on the podcast yet. And well, I have a few of them here, some known, some unknown. So I'm really, really excited to introduce you guys to because, you know, subhanAllah, everybody has their family, their friends. But today I get to showcase people that feel like my family. You know what I'm saying? Because they really are my family. Like when I tell you this year. Last year, stuff about 2023, I cannot believe that was just one year. Because personally, me, it feels like seven years. Because I feel like I've known these women for seven, not even seven years, I feel like I've known them my entire life. Which I feel like maybe you guys feel that it's mutual. Is it mutual, guys? For Is sure. It? Sure, for sure. <laughs> Can you believe that? Like, you know, all the things that happened in 2023, it's just only happened in one year, subhanAllah. And I feel like that was the... I, I like to say it's a catalyst year. I think it was a year that kind of really tested our dedication, our dedication to not only the TDS, but to each other, to each other. If I could make that into an echo and make it dramatic, I would. 
to each other, to each other. You know what I mean? So subhanAllah, um, it's been, I would say, a rewarding year. But I'm really excited to take it back with you guys. Let's go around and I guess do a little bit of introduction. Let's start with so, so the what what I call the marketing extraordinaire. Round of applause. <laughs> Sosan Abdullahi! Tell us, who are you, sister? My name is Sosan Abdullahi. You know me as a marketing extraordinaire, and I guess that's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> you are, indeed, you are. Where are you joining us from? Where are you I am us from? Uh, hailing and calling in from Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates, land of the gold. You know, come to have come to yes. Dubai, Habibi. Habibi, come to Dubai. You know, come to ha- even though come I'm in Abu Dhabi, but come to Dubai, <laughs> Habibi. You know. <laughs> well, lie. We've been to uh, Abu Dhabi a few times. Yeah. Uh, this year and each time, so, so without fail, says come to ha- come to Dubai, come to ha- come to the UAE, yeah. Habibi. And I'm like, sister, just if I can move, afford guys, to live there, move. okay. If I could, well, lie. I'm not gonna. Lie, I'm gonna have to sell half of my liver. <laughs> to just stay there for even two seconds, <laughs> but I will say we'll adapt you. it is the land. Uh, well, yeah, this, it's a life of soft life. It is the life, soft life, life. Does that make sense? It really is. But yes, Sosan is hailing all the way from the UAE. Who do we have next? We got Nora, Nora the Sunshine, Nora Al Nur. Yes, hi, um, my name is Nora. I'm one of the newer team members. But it does feel like I've been here seven years. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, yeah. And what do I do? It's, I think the best way to describe it is like all things, people, strategy, like general support across the board. Um, yeah, that's me. And obviously from the accent, you can hear I'm from the UK. Um, I'm based yeah. in London 10, London 10, you know, North London, London. specifically. Come on, you gooners. Um, but yeah, that, that's me. Gooners. Is that, that what you guys one. call yourselves? Is that what you guys call yourselves? No, like Gooners. If, no, like if you support Arsenal. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Anyway, I'm, I'm, so like, I'm so sorry, sister. I'm so sorry, sister. I'm so sorry, sister. You know, soccer is not really a big Don't thing you in Canada. Don't no, call it soccer. <laughs> it's football. It's football. The way calls it soccer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This Yo. is what happens when you, you're friends with people from all the way from where they're from. It is what it is. I, I see his hockey. You see his football. I see football. Something else. What do you want me to do, man? I promise you, everybody in North America football. understands How football differently. How is North America sponsoring you know I mean? the next World Cup if y'all can't even say football? Like, you literally are it's hosting soccer. it. It's soccer. Oh, my God. I, I can't. Oh, God. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to speak for Canada. And our hosting, you're not going to get me canceled. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Shut, 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 and say whatever you say, fam. Whatever you say. Uh, but last but not least, we got our, I guess, uh, what, what do you call the guy from Suits? David Spector. What is Spencer? Harvey Spector. Harvey, Harvey, Harvey Spector. <laughs> oh, Harvey Spector of TDS. So Aisha. Can I be, uh, what's my Meghan Markle? I want to be Meghan Markle. I'll be Meghan Markle. Mark, but you know, I personally think you're too bad to be Meghan Markle. I feel like you are literally Harvey Specter. You are the big boss. You are the main character. So, salam alaikum. In my opinion. <laughs> uh, my name's Aisha. I joined TDS two years ago now. I think it's literally today. Mm-hmm. Like tomorrow. Tomorrow will be oh, two wow. years. So, I, I do I do some legal work for TDS. Uh, and solo, follow others around when I can. <laughs> uh, and I'm calling from Paris. So, again... Welcome to the Digital Server Podcast. Let's break the ice with Vibe Check. You guys already know, for those who don't know what Vibe Check is, it's a marriage card game that TDS came up with to help make the courting phase easier. For all my shy girls and shy guys, 
live chat will break the ice. And by the end of that, that sit down, you'll basically have essentially have an idea whether you want to consider the person or go to phase two at the very least. So if you're in this phase where you're thinking 2024, I want to get married, or at least I want to make the intention. I think the best way to cement that is buying vibe check. Why not? You have the card game. If a good fella or a good ga- a good gal comes your way, you think, okay, let me set my intentions the right way by playing vibe check. Now, some testimonials. There have been people that played vibe check and got married. Yes, can I get a round of applause for vibe check? Yes, Mabruk. can't wait to share this testimony. Yeah. yeah, we definitely invite us to your weddings. We got no invitation, so that was really hard. That was really hard. Um, but <laughs> um, but I'm happy to know that uh, a few of you guys have benefited tremendously by the card game. And alhamdulillah, it's all from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And yeah, so yeah, if you're interested in buying, go ahead, check out our website. If we still have some in stock, get you some. Uh, moving on, so I'm going to play some vibe check with you guys. Even though you guys are not people I'm getting to know for marriage, I low-key still want to know whether you guys passed the vibe check. So my first question to you guys is, when it's 3 a.m. and you can't sleep, what are you thinking about? Trying to go back to sleep, man. Why am I up at 3 a.m.? Oh, my God. Counting sheep? Oh, my God. Counting sheep? Really? You guys don't think about anything at 3 a.m.? If you wake up, you're not thinking about <laughs> First of all, Hanjile, I sleep really well. I usually am definitely sleeping at 3 a.m. That's uh, mm. if I'm not. If you're up at 3 a.m., it could be one or two things. You could be stressed. Yeah, definitely. Or you're just having an essential crisis. And if you are, what are you actually thinking about? For me, for example, what I would be thinking about often is like, it's two things. I, it's so weird. It's, one sounds really morbid. Which is death. Oh, I think no. I think about death all the time, especially in the middle of that. Because you're, think about it, you're in a dark room. You start to think about, like, you know, just, yeah, you just start thinking about death. I don't know. Just for me, it's, it's just an easy, I guess, funnel to think about. And I think the next thing I often think about is what? I think about what am I doing in my life? Like, the word, like what are you doing? Like, it's, it's the voice mm-hmm. the narrator in your head saying, what are you doing <laughs> at 3 a.m., you know? I feel like, 3 a.m. is when all your intrusive thoughts come out to play. So whether like you're thinking about your existential crisis that you're having or like whether or not if drinking too much cranberry juice will make your pee red, it's one of the two. You know? <laughs> that is such the a random thought. I think like, oh, you know, it, Allah <laughs> made me wake up. I should probably go pray. And then it's like a guilt trip between like, I'm so comfortable in bed. I should pray. But Allah woke me up. But I should pray. And it's like yeah, this constant yeah. battle. And then yeah. Fajr comes. You're right. You're right. And by the way, like that's where my thinking has gone lately. If you're waking up in the middle of the night, I just, it just feels like Allah's waking you up. Yeah. It is. It does feel that way. Especially in the middle of the night, you're yeah. like, oh no, there's something I need to be asking of God or repenting from, clearly. Um, because how often do you wake up? Wow, that's a good way to think of it. Opportunity. Mm-hmm. Opportunities, subhanAllah. Yeah. yeah. It's that it's that third, it's the last third of the night to hundred mm-hmm. hours, you know? Mm-hmm. Get your da'as in, guys. I think I think how many of us get invited? I think I just think about like it's not as deep as you guys. I think about like, for example, like the times that I had like super embarrassing things happening. And I'm like, oh my God, why did I do that? So, oh my God, why did I say that? And like, <laughs> I have those thoughts so often of like things that I did like 10 mm. years ago. And I'm like, oh my God, Aisha, why did you do that? You know, I, I have those thoughts. Yeah, that keeps uh, me up at night. Yeah. Mm. I don't do that as often as I used to back in the day, but... No, I just, I, I, I always say, I charge you get to the game. It is what it is. You know, that's what I said. Um, but alhamdulillah, wallahi. And I will say that, like, what you think about at 3 a.m., I think 
is like what you what your subconscious wants to think about. Does that make sense? It's the layer of you that maybe you don't let out in your daily mm-hmm. life. So mm-hmm. at 3 a.m. is quite, I think it's quite impo- it's quite interesting when you hear somebody say, oh, this is what, because first of all, people are going to tell you what they're thinking about now. Mm. Someone says to you, oh, what do you think about 3 a.m.? They'll tell you the last, their last time they were thinking. And oftentimes, you're you're the most vulnerable at night. Guys, nighttime, subhanAllah, there's a reason, there's a hikmah about like evening and tahajjid and night being the most vulnerable mm time of, of of the of the day of the night it's, it's something about that something about vulnerability that happens that you just all you could be is real subhanallah all you could be is real wallahi with yourself even if it's with yourself all you could be is completely real because everyone's sleeping mm. no one is nobody's observing you there isn't an audience there's no playing it up it's just you and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so it's like yeah so that that's where that question comes from that's why i really love this question because what somebody says uh, when they think about what they're thinking about, it really speaks to, I guess, that vulnerable side, or at least invites it. Subhanallah. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you? How did you guys join TDS first and foremost? How did you guys get here? When did it start? Um, because I mean, I know, and it's fun because it's funny because I think most of us, all of us, met last year. Yeah, but some of us have been working with each other a year before that, which mm-hmm. is even crazier, mm-hmm. and probably even crazier for listeners to hear that. It's like, yo, we were working on with each other for a year on the internet, and then met each other the yeah. following year. Yeah, uh, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that's everyone's experience, um, in mm-hmm. in building something with others, but that was our story. Mm-hmm. So tell me, how did you guys join? How did you join? Let me start actually with Sosin because I, I I know Sosin's story, but Sosin's story is really is is kind of one of my favorites. Oh my Sosin, god! How did you? How did we find you? How did we, How find, do we find each other? Each other. <laughs> Subhanallah. I, you know, it's getting to the point, Adam, where I've said this story so many times. Like, I have a, I have a condensed <laughs> elevator pitch. I'm kidding. Because <laughs> you have, you said it on tour. I said it on You said it. Uh, I said it. Yeah, yeah. You said it. Uh, we had recorded at one time a podcast episode, but it just didn't air. Yes. Um, and so, but you know, it's still my favorite. It still hits because um, I just, I just love it. And, and it's everyone's first time yeah. too. So. Okay. Please. So I think, subhanAllah, Allah, and I'm so grateful that I discovered the TDS. Um, maybe because you know we're both from Canada, follow you know pretty much uh, everybody on my Twitter feed is Canadian, and I started seeing you know this Twitter account come up with this really unique logo, saying you know podcast dropping, you know, um, and I'm, I love podcasts. Um, previous podcaster myself, I'm like okay, I'm gonna keep an eye out, inshallah. 2021 uh, Ramadan, you know, first episode drops, second episode drops, and there's nothing like that. Second episode, subhanAllah, when the crescent moon becomes full is forever. One of my favorite um, TDS podcast episodes. And I'm so glad mm-hmm. that I got to, meet, got to meet Hilal and may it, you know, all the rewards of the work that the, her story, you know, come back to her in tenfolds, inshallah, as well as I TDS. Mean. So listen to the story, fell in love, fell in love with you guys. Um, and subhanAllah, I think 2021 was, uh, so I am, a, I am a freelancer and a consultant. So I started my own consultancy in 2020. I left my corporate job in 2019, 2018 slash beginning of 2019. Um, and I've been doing this freelance gig for quite some time. But 2020 is when I leaned into it and I said, you know what, forget this kind of project in project out approach. Let's kind of create our my own sort of database and, and, and clients, etc. So 2021 was both a year in which I had the, you know, like the most paying 
clients, but also a year where it wasn't consistent. So it was like one big project and then it was kind of dead for quite some time. So um, end of 2021, I finished up a project, started a new project with another podcasting company, uh, only lasted Mm. for a couple of months. And then I realized when I dabbled into an actual job, uh, one thing sort of stood out for me and that is like, what am I doing in life? Right. So yes, I started my own thing. Yes. I'm freelancing. I'm no longer having a job, but what am I doing with my life that impacts my result? I think that was like the big key because working with a startup, they feed you this like, we're a startup, we're a family, you know, we lean on each other, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, you can earn income, but there has to be something beyond that, right? There has to be this kind of northern star. And I I started having those feelings. And I think at the time that I started listening to the TDS, I had at the back of my mind, it was the it was the actual wrap up episode. The way that you guys spoke mm. in that wrap-up episode and how, like, for instance, you guys slid in each other's DMs. Let's be honest. You slid in with Seema's DMs. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I slid into mm-hmm. DMs. It was just like sliding into each other's DMs. And I'm like, yo. What's sliding everywhere? What's stopping me from doing the same? What's stopping me from reaching out to you guys and asking, hey, do you guys need support? And I And I remember... Um, at those times, like towards the end, you guys were struggling putting out episodes on time. And I was like, you know what? Why aren't I like, I've got these podcasting skills. I can help edit like for sake of Allah so that people don't ask when's the next episode. Let me just reach out and say like, hey, uh, do you guys need help? Um, and then uh, funny story, <laughs> I go on Umrah, right? I disappear. I go on Umrah. Right after that, it was end of 2021, beginning of 2022. And in that Umrah, I really, really leaned into a dua of, Ya Allah, allow me to do work that is rooted in you. That was my entire Umrah dua. Um, SubhanAllah. And right then and there, I believe Allah answered my dua. Um, he, I met the, a sister. Her name is Maria. We got a chance to meet her at GMW. Um, and uh, Maria um, was like, hey, sis, tell me about you. I told her what's going on. I'm like, hey, I just came off fresh off projects. I don't have any work. She put me in touch with an organization and a Muslim organization. Uh, SubhanAllah, I felt like Allah just answered my dad right then and there. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. like, mashallah, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I come back. I have two interviews lined up. One with you guys finally reach out to back to me after your whole sort of North America, Ohio, Minnesota tour. Um, and then I also have this Muslim organization interview. I do both. Uh, first, I do them and, you know, immediate red flags. And I think the red flags for me were more along the lines of there wasn't this you know, Rohania and that spirituality sort of coming out during our interview was mostly like, are you available in Ramadan? It's our busiest time. You know, we really need you to X, Y, and Z. Like there wasn't like, we're doing this for a higher purpose. You know what I mean? I'm like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, you know what? No, I'm okay. Even though it was a paid gig. Um, Then... (laughs) Then you said no to a no, paid gig. That's no a big gig. I want. That's crazy. Cause yeah. I, you'll know why it's crazy because we, we didn't have much to offer. So since no, I know that. I know that she came to us. Subhanallah. I didn't even know what yeah. to expect. You know what I mean? Like there was no expectation whatsoever. But I think what made me feel 
feel good. And I remember you you guys interviewed me, both you and Muna. You guys asked for my CV. You went through my CV. You know what I mean? And you're like, okay, um, you're asking me all these questions. But more importantly, you're like, welcome to the team. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and I didn't know what to expect. So I did create boundaries. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm only going to be able to limit 20 hours a week. I'm only going to be able to do this. I'm only going to be able to do that. But because I didn't know what to expect, right? But immediately mm. after that first town hall meeting, everybody's energies, what you guys were doing, um, I just, you know, fell in love. But also, guess what happened? Right after, mm. you know, I was interviewing, obviously, I was looking for work from literally, I think it was September, no, this, uh, December of 2020, yeah, December of 2021, up until April, I had no work. So not only I had no choice but to do <laughs> put all my energy in TDS, I literally <laughs> had no work coming in. So all my, you know, clients dried up. All my um, connections were like saying, hey, there's nothing available right now. And it was almost as if Allah was saying, so listen, you said you wanted to do things for the sake of Allah. Do you really mean it? Are you really about it? Mm. Let's mm-hmm. see, you know, so it's mm-hmm. like December, January, February, March, April. And mind you, I I was like literally the breadwinner of the house. I was, you know, paying rent. And subhanAllah, that time, my mom got a job, you know, she was mm-hmm. looking for like she was following up on this lead for a year and a half. And subhanAllah, it came in as soon as I stopped having work. And it immediately, like, the relief of at least the rent being paid was taken care of. You know what I mean? And for four to five months of my life, I felt like, yes, I don't have an income coming in, but I felt that there was barakah in my time, um, whatever my siblings would kind of give me to support me, or I felt like there was barakah in the time, and I felt just very motivated. And I remember you guys at that time saying, like, hey, why don't you lean into sales? Like, why don't you, you know, figure out like the whole sales opportunity within TDS? And at that point, we weren't doing any sponsorship deals. And it's funny because mm-hmm. I it wasn't something I wanted to do. You guys were pushing me like, just figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, fine. They're like, just start your own sales agency. I'm like, that's not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do marketing. It's not the same, you know. Um, money. <laughs> it was because hilarious. yeah, you have to remember. You have to remember we weren't making any income yeah. at that time. We were literally and subhanallah, you know, I don't think like it was important for us at the time mm. to make money because our whole thing was we created this uh this platform to tell stories and we saw that it was really doing it was doing great work. Yeah. It was supporting yeah. people. It was allowing people to kind of replenish their either iman it was encouraging to read their quran encourage them to see their life and their struggles differently so for us it was like yo like there's so much barakah in this like yeah, that's yeah. all we can't think about oh, there's, there's, there's good in this like there's so much khayr in this yeah, and yeah. our I, our new our return was greater which was allah yeah. ta'ala. even though i will say there was times where and i talked about this in the first wrap-up uh in, in season one mm. was uh that it was a struggle figuring out how we how we were going to do things ethically. Mm. Like, you can't tell people to to to, to be a part of khayr and not support them. Because it's like, everybody has their limits. And so oh, there was gosh. a time where I was like, oh my God, like, we have to, this has to make sense. Like, we want people to produce their best work and support this project, but we also have to support their life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And their well-being. And like, 
can um, TDS do it? Can it not? And so when we went to you and we're like, so said, well, I, if you can yeah. monetize this to some degree yeah, and, and allow us to pay, you know, like our people in the best manner. Wallahi, yeah, like you, you'll, you'll do us a great deal, and 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 even though you were thinking, I don't know how this is gonna work. I don't know you how know, this. Is. Know. Remember <laughs> our first call too. Remember after where we were decimated, like um, yeah. Why were your prices changed all of a sudden? Because we finally discovered what sponsorship deal packages look like, you know. But it's yeah. it's it's hilarious because like Subhanallah, I didn't know anything about this. How that like yes, I know podcasting, but monetizing podcasting was something very very new to me. And then all of a sudden you're like please go ahead and i'm like okay fine but imagine that actual first um you know uh ramadan season that i joined and and was the first time that i was able to get us our first sponsorship deal right uh with hhrd mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. was the first income i saw of 2022 yeah that was the first income i saw because yeah. uh, uh obviously you guys were like we'll give you a cut i'm like cut of what what am i bringing in i have no idea <laughs> And subhanAllah, Allah gave us our first of ever And I got a percentage yeah. and that was my first. And then right after that, it was, um, I kid you not, client after client after client. I am not joking. It was crazy. after that, it was like one, I went from doing nothing to like, all of a sudden I can't handle, I can't handle it. It's like, yeah, much. yeah. It's too, it's I was too like, many, I'm, like I'm, over, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> and I'm like, subhanAllah. And this is when I was like, yeah. insane, is complaining either way. Complaining either way. Yeah. Either you got, when yeah, you don't yeah. have it, you're complaining. When you have too much, you're complaining. Like either way, you're complaining. Yeah. Subhanallah. That's how we were created as human beings. But you know, just kind of um, wrapping it up and passing it on to the others. I think what's beautiful about the the dot that I made is we didn't see each other for a whole year. We kind of like worked together all of 2022 behind the scenes. And then mm -hmm. 2023, I really enjoyed the experience of doing, you know, Umrah at the end of the year, sort of starting the beginning of the year in sort of with Khair. So repeated it in t end of 2022. It was your Umrah, obviously, did the whole Had I Known mm -hmm. episode. You explained <laughs> the story of how you did that. And I didn't know this was going on behind the scenes. You didn't share any of that. But yeah. anyways, <laughs> uh, we met um, in Medina for the first time. And I really think yes, it was we the... Did. The emphasis yes, of uh, my dad, it was almost like, you know, second, third fold, you know, kind of repeating yeah, itself. Because it's crazy because you you started with wanting to do khair and then we worked together mm. and then we Allah allowed us to meet yeah, in the best at the places. same place, yeah. you know, where it started. I was I never thinking, I can't believe that I I'm meeting so I'm delighted. Outside the Prophet's message, sallallahu yeah. alaihi wasallam. Like, yeah. what better? What a better reunion, yeah. reunion, reunion. Because we met like, in the and the yeah, alam of the souls. Yeah, we we met in the world. Yeah, of souls. We, yeah, this is a reunion. We, we met. We met in the world. We met in the world of souls. We, I feel like our souls already knew each other. And I just kept thinking, you know, I kept thinking, so I was like, you find this so corny. Oh, I was like, one day I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell her kids that I met their mom oh. outside the Prophet's Masjid. Oh, I said, I physically met your mom. I said, that, I said, that's a testament of your mother. Your mother is always, <laughs> you know, in the, in the best of places. That's just who she is. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And so I remember thinking that I'm like, oh, I love that. I love that meet cute. Oh. Our meet cute was honestly <laughs> the best. Um, I really think it's iconic. Alhamdulillah, TDS is an incorporated company and it's its own business. But wallahi, it's a family business. Mm -hmm. It is a family business. I'm telling you, it is the most family business you'll ever see. You'll, you'll see it in the way that we interact with each other. You'll see it in the way that we fight. You see it in the way that we reconcile. 
you see in the way that we speak to each other. But Aisha, how did we, how did you join? Because so, last time I checked, Solson and you had the same time period. Yeah, I, I think just like a month yeah. or something, or maybe a couple of weeks. Um, I was I was doing dishes. It was like 6 p.m. doing dishes. <laughs> it started with dishes. Um, and Huaya, who is an extremely good friend of mine, who's actually a producer, a producer. Uh, on TDS, mm-hmm. she randomly sends me this podcast and she's like, oh, listen, Aisha, listen to it. I'm like, okay. So I'll just listen to it. And I, I've never listened to a podcast in my life. Like, this was like the first time I'm listening yes. to a podcast. And I was w- listening it while doing dishes. And the whole night I was just listening to every single episode that was out at that time. Because <laughs> I absolutely loved it. And it got me thinking. I remember talking with Hoi and I was like, you know, we need, we need that French version of TDS. Like, it's definitely something that we're missing in France is, you know, a sisterhood of muslim women we need a podcast like that it was so like you know out there i need to um contact tds so i just randomly contacted you guys you know i was like super formal i was sure that tds was a corporation that was like i was gonna go through (laughs) h you know like in the whole hr system so i like you know you know my whole message is me giving my little CV of who I am, what I do, what schools I went to, I even put my schools, uh, you know, and kind of saying that I wanted to create a French TDS. Uh, I, rem- I remember telling Koya that I did this and she was like, like, what? You just contacted them? Like, why would you do that? <laughs> and you guys answered like during the night because it was obviously, you know, uh, during the night and you guys were like, okay, well, how about we have a meeting tomorrow? tomorrow? And I remember telling Faye, are you down for a meeting? And she's like, yeah, of course, I'm down. Like, we had no idea what to expect. And you guys were super open about, um, you know, having a French TDS. And you were also saying, like, oh, you know, we need someone in legal. And so I I, I studied law. And um, I was like, okay, yeah. I thought it was going to be kind of like, you know, annex. Like, I'm going to do the French TDS and then do some, you know, law work, legal work. Um but then the French, you know, project didn't really work out for a number of re- reasons. And you wanted to really like, um, you know, set up the company. You had the company already set up, but it was like, you know, your own company. Uh, and it was in Canada. And so we're like, okay, we're going to set up the company in, in the U.S. and do all these like, you know, the actual legal framework of the company. And so that's kind of how I started working mm-hmm. for TDS and um, so I'm doing legal Koya, and you know it's now doing uh, produ- production work which she absolutely loves and yes yeah, so mm-hmm. I have my best friend in the team and I met all of you guys yeah. which feels like family <laughs> which are basically family yeah. and uh, so yeah alhamdulillah and then one year later exactly one year later I met you guys um, mm-hmm. in Dubai and since then yeah. I did five different places with Adler in 2023, which is crazy. Yeah, I've never, yeah, I've never we traveled were... as much with anybody except my parents, ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I did that the first year oh, of meeting you. We so. have stories. Oh, <laughs> we have stories. Subhanallah. Um, Nora, I I know you're a new TDS member. You know, saying you joined us in 2023, but mm-hmm. you've always been a long-term friend of TDS. Like, how? First of all, how did you join? Why did you join? And what's well, you know what, about though, TDS behind the scenes? Yeah, you're 
You're right in saying, obviously, I will always and forever be a fangirl of TDS, whether I'm a part of it now or not, right? And for me, like, the story started back on Clubhouse, which is really awks to say <laughs> out loud. <laughs> you know, it's really awkward to say out loud yeah. that era. I like such a fever dream, right? But that's where I was introduced to you. That's where we met online. And I was just so taken aback by like your passion and determination and just like, just joy talking about TDS. And I was like, damn, this girl, she gonna, she gonna make it, right? Um, (laughs) And we just kind of like formed a bond and a friendship online distance, you know, all that good stuff and kind of just maintained our relationship in that way where we would catch up with each other. We would kind of like update each other on our lives things that are happening with TDS like more so I guess like a supportive ear if anything and never really thought about me ever joining TDS but I think the last two years for me have been such like a transitional period um career-wise because there are ups and the downs and you guys know about that right I'm not going to get too much into detail but I think For me, I realized the thing that was absolutely missing was like doing something for the sake of Allah, like being in these corporate spaces and doing work for other people and building stuff from scratch, literally just for them to make millions of money, millions of pounds, dollars, cash monies, Um, and not like A, receiving that return for myself, (laughs) and then also B, like it not being fulfilling in any capacity, like the way people would gloat about, oh my gosh, we landed this account and we did this and we did that. And I'd just be like, cool, <laughs> you know, like that's that's great. Um, mm-hmm. Working with like really great brands and like stakeholders across different industries, that was cool. But I also just felt like this is not feeding my soul. Like I'm really missing the heart work, if I'm going to be honest. And I think I've always been somebody who has tried to do hard work alongside like the professional corporate galley career. Um, And I've worked on a lot of things behind the scenes. I'd handed it out. And it was just like, it got to a point where like, you know, you do, you do things for your Sabili and you do things for yourself as well. Right. But I was just really wanting it to be consistent. And then like, we were talking about TDS last year and like, you know, just the 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 restructure, I guess, or what, whatever, which way you want to describe it and what TDS is going to look like in the future. And I guess you knew that I had that experience kind of like building things mm-hmm. from scratch, strategy, having more of a like corporate mentality when it comes mm-hmm. to things, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. I really got a bit of a G check when I came into TDS because I was like, this <laughs> way and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, oh, okay, we're gonna not do it that way. Um, but I had, it's all been a learning. And yeah, like, I think it's the main thing for me is kind of that culture element, like how do we build a foundation where TDS operates with the best culture in mind with Islamic principle, but still having a little bit of that structure in place. And it can be really mm-hmm. uh, challenging sometimes to kind of go from old to new ways of working, 
right Mm -hmm. but I think that's just part of like people management that's just part of people engagement that's just part of like learning and doing at the same time we're literally learning and doing at the same time the gag is literally we are a (laughs) well-oiled machine but in true TDS fashion (laughs) right so we do things (laughs) our way and alhamdulillah they work and so what we're trying to do is just build build on that so I yeah, think it's that part of growth. Of like, it's it's part of the story of growth, right? The story it's of growth. It's a story and, of growth. Yeah, it's a story of growth. Let's say Adar, um, when when Nora was talking, like I'm reminded of this particular ayah. So I feel like all of us at TDS embody this ayah uh, from Surah Al-Insan, where you know they're ta- they're where they're talking about people who give for the sake of Allah, and when they're asked, they say, "We don't need." you know, thanks because we do this for, you know, we don't want thanks from you guys or, or, or anything. We are afraid of Allah and we are afraid of a day of judgment, right? And that's exactly what we embody because what we do is not because we want people to pat us on the back. We don't do this because we want people to say, oh, we're the best. We're really doing this because, A, we fear Allah and the day of judgment. And we do really want something to, when we stand in front of Allah and say like, why did you do this? And it's to say, yeah, Allah, I did it for you. My energy, my time, my effort, those tears, those fights, whatever it is, those wins and those tears. It's because we did it for the sake of Allah. And may Allah accept it of us. Amin, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Amin, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Amin. I feel like, you know, the, the thing that I love the most about uh, the directors is that, yes, we operate so professionally uh, together, but we're also good friends. Mm. And I know people always say, oh, that's not a good uh, business structure to have. You should have this like only like uh, business. I'm like, not when you're doing hard work. That's impossible. When you're doing hard work and you're doing work for the sake of Allah and Taala, um, in the work that you do, you have to be companions. You know, you have to be uh, people who are seeking truth and seeking goodness and seeking Allah and seeking, you know, that, that brotherhood, that sisterhood. First of all, it doesn't even make sense on a, on a, on a value level that we don't, also have sisterhood within each other, yet we're the digital sisterhood. That doesn't make any sense. Mm. Like ethically and like morally, like what does that even mean? And so I, I know for all of us, it's so important that that what we say out loud, out loud into our audience and to our listeners is exactly what we're also penetrating and enacting behind the closed doors, behind the scenes. It's so important for us. And I'll be honest with you, we, I've, you know, last year I've, I've gotten to know a lot of Muslim businesses and subhanAllah, and, and I'm, I'm, I say it's really out of love and also a lesson for me that everyone um, is acting the values they present outside. Mm. And so for me, it was like, as a, you know, as a, as a person who works on a team, I was like, no, 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 culturally, this needs to feel <clears> like <throat> exactly what we say. On, on From the podcast team to the directors, to the volunteers, to, you know, the communities that we're inspiring, it needs to be on all level there. And so I'm really proud because I would say 2023 was the year of like that relationship. Like, like I would say last year, like we built bridges with each other in terms of our, per- like, I, I feel like I know about all of you guys. I feel like I met your parents. I feel like I know your house. I feel like I'm investing you guys in a different way. Like personally me, I don't know why, but personally me, I'm like invested in everyone's personal life up until, and maybe I, I, I'm, I'm a bit annoyed because I'd be in everyone's business. Um, but you know, because it's like, I want to take care of you. I want everybody to be happy. I want everyone to feel like what it should feel like your contributions, what you do at TDS, even if you were to leave, it would live 
here forever. Mm-hmm. Your work, you would like if I could make it a plaque. Like if if we were, if I could imagine TDS headquarters, wallahi the wallahi, this is what I would do. I would have a wall of every person that worked at TDS ingrained on the wall, Aww. ingrained. Even if they're five minutes, I don't give a damn. Five minutes. If we were there, and when people ask me what is this wall with all these names, I would say these are all the people who came to work for the sake of Allah Taala, and their impact is there. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say that I'm trying to account, but this is how Allah Taala accounts for everything. No name is forgotten, right? And so we shouldn't forget either. All the people who participated. And so for me, like, so. like there's people who've left and came to TDS, left, came to TDS. I have all their names in their heads. I'm waiting for the headquarters, literally writing everyone's name. But the day we get a headquarters. I think I actually just, I don't know. I just, I dream about it often. But can I tell you guys something? I was going to, before I go back to Aisha, there was one dream that happened last year. There was multiple dreams that I dreamt of, of 2022 that happened in 2023. And I know Ooh, we all did. Detail. Every single one of us. I know every single one of us. So I'm going to start with myself, okay? I remember, it's also because, alhamdulillah, everything at TDS, we have records, like the written records, um, audio records of these du'as or hopes and then we always go back and we're like oh, it actually happened exactly as, as we imagined and even better so one of them was I always dreamed of a billboard that happened in 2023 mm. the billboard I- I'm gonna be real with you I didn't think the billboard was gonna happen as fast as it, it happened was so, it was such you know? a crazy time the billboard it was like <laughs> Sosan was like hey look what's up Look what's what's built. What they, so I should like, ex- okay. I, I should explain how it happened. I explain how it happened because we kept everybody it was in the dark. Like, it, it was, was like, a surprise. Adra sends us a message and she's like, Imagine "Everybody, meeting. super important. You guys have to connect at this time and put your cameras on." We're like, "Why? What's going on? Put your cameras on. Be there. Don't be late. <laughs> blah blah blah." And so everybody's just waiting, and I think it's like kind of like just you're you're doing like small talk, but you're also stressed. We don't know what's going on. And we see Lamisa walking. And then you see, like, Aliska's camera, and she's just walking, and she doesn't have her... You just, like, see her feet and, you know, whatever, <laughs> and we're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and then it was kind of chaotic. It went kind of everywhere. And then Lamisa's showing, but you can't really see very well. And so Sosan loses patience, and she's just like, we have a billboard, and we have 18 photos billboards everywhere. I have a photo. No, but it, it sounded, you guys, you have to rem- you mm. remember, there was like 20 people there on the call. There so many. It sounded it was like, everybody. It was a town. It sounded like everybody. Let me tell you something. Me too. I was there in Trafalgar Square waiting for the billboard to come up just to take a uh. picture. And I was thinking... Oh my goodness, this is taking a little yeah, while. So I can only imagine seconds, what it was yeah, like. Yeah, it's 10 seconds cool. every other time. So it's everyone eyes, waiting. Right? So we're yeah. all waiting. But luckily, I got a photo of the, the proof. So I didn't have to wait for poor Lamisa, who was there for like a good hour trying to wait for the right time for all of us to, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was hilarious, though. And everybody was like, what's happening? Is it, you so know, funny. And it was a, a tough time we were going through when that happened. So everybody thought the worst. They didn't think it was going to be good news. They thought it was something terrible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and then we... Because mm-hmm. Adar isn't like, oh, my God, we have a surprise no, for no, no, you. No, she, she didn't. She's just like, put your cameras yeah. and be like, there. That's it. Have their face on. Yeah. And I remember a lot other people joined that didn't think it. Like, they were ready for a, a throwdown. You know what I mean? <laughs> It ends up being this reveal of like, uh, you know, like uh, the billboard. And we're like, oh, we're on a billboard. And it was, and the best part was it was on Eid weekend. So we just, we just finished Ramadan. 
And I'm sure like all of us were making dua about our personal yeah, lives, we all making dua for uh, our families, TDS. Yes. And then you just come out uh, the month of Ramadan on Eid and you see a, such a TDS on what, how many billboards across Europe. Like, what was it? Ireland, Scotland. Scotland, was it? Wales, Ar- London, Scotland, Square. Wales, London. It was insane. It was insane. Oh my God. It was just the most icon. And it was around the same time, like obviously that uh, the UK yes. did the Ramadan lights. Right, so it was just everybody was feeling the vibes were vibing, real like scene. The vibes were vibing, again. <laughs> and especially in London. The vibes were vibing in London, and it's just iconic that we got to participate in those vibes mm-hmm. by everybody knowing this is a platform that talks about uh, uh, sisters' stories on a and a really deep and honest level, and and in hopes to inspire people to draw close to Allah Subhanahu And here it is on a big billboard, and I was just sitting there, and I looked at. I remember the first thing I said to was Simba. Yeah, that's your art. Yeah. Like on a mat, I was looking. I was like, "Do you? Are you like mm-hmm. people that this? That's your art. Like that's mm-hmm. your art on a screen like this, in a country, in countries that you know maybe Islamophobia is quite high. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, our the experience of Muslims was is not the best in, and here it is that we're like taking our claim. So it was just such a powerful moment. I could not even shake the feeling. Like if Allah Subhanahu was just gonna give us that that whole year, I was that was sufficient for me to be honest, because He allowed us to reach new heights that just I could not fathom. I'm not gonna be real. After her name is Hannah, I thought okay, we hit a really high peak. Maybe we're not gonna see another crazy peak for a minute. But that from there, what six months later, Billboard, and then five seconds before you know that nomination, just, and then like, right after that, winning. Like let's be honest, that it was, was a crazy, crazy time. time. Yeah, and and I have to yeah. emphasize, like really was, for us, it was, it was in the Mal Usri Yusra because on one hand. We were winning accolade after accolade, but I also know that it was a time that of of growing pains for us. You know what I mean? So I think outwardly everything mm. looked beautiful. Everything looked like you know. Remember, uh, we were we were apparently millionaires. Oh yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> which by the way, people still think people still think we're millionaires. People think we're harboring wealth. Mm. By the way, two I've things got a that trust people fund think. for we're my future wealth. kids. Have a trust. <laughs> Did you stress one? You know, subhanAllah, you know, can I tell you something? So I said my mom said, because my mom was hearing those rumors she too. Said, right? She said, like, people think, like, why? She's like, she why? Why is like, how do we still live in the, how do we still live in the hood and everyone outside the hood thinks you're a millionaire? And then my dad said to me, he goes, they should know. If we were millionaires, wouldn't we be Seriously. out the hood? Okay? And so, um, my, you know, my mom said to me, my mom was like, but this is a good thing. I said, why is it a good thing? Is that people see the value mm-hmm. in the work that you're doing. And they, they see the immediate success. And so for them, it's just dunya. They're quantifying mm. it with wealth. And then my mom says, imagine in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what that, what that success means to him or what you've contributed, what you've done, you know, mm. means in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I was like, I was like, if the, if the people on the, on the dunya stick at this, you know, and they're thinking like, oh, you know, they, they attain this success and they amass all this wealth. In reality, you guys are literally still in, what does Sophia call it? She said, we're still in our first couple of years of uh, when you know, the Prophet was calling oh, to Islam, yeah, you know how yeah, hard yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. grind years, like the years yeah. where he was being prosecuted, he was being beaten, he was being. Yeah. It's like we're still in that. We're still in that era, and I'm not saying we're. And I'm not compared to Prophet but I'm saying the, the 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 hardship of doing something for the sake of Allah Subhanahu the hardness of it. Um, we're not quite at glory. We're not quite at ease. We're still very much bootstrapping. We're still very much doing our own. And and the thing is, we're going to be in this position because we're independent. 
We're not taking anything easy. Can we We're just, not going to do we anything hard. Can we just click for that? It's, can we just click for that? Like, yeah. We are independent. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're not beholden. We are independent. Any organization, company, stakeholders. Like, we're actually running in a way where we dictate our terms. Mm-hmm. And I... Yeah. And it, exactly. Mm-hmm. People think, like, injections of capital are coming in. And it's like, no, we're actually... No. getting all of this revenue ourselves alhamdulillah and yeah and you know, not through allah yeah, guys guys first 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 allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through with allah that wallahi Always. who like Sa- i have to ha- i know but then like let me like mm. re-emphasize this guys because this is not me or who who managed to like everybody's like oh as a marketing person you've done a lot for stds i'm like I Allah facilitated everything. You know what I mean. I just happened to email mm, Spotify, so get on a call with them, mm-hmm. and then this it, Allah facilitated that. We, you know, it's like it's like that, you know, ten percent perspiration, and then we, you know, and then kalas. The rest is taken care of by Allah. We put an application, it's taken care of by Allah, and we won a nomination. Like I don't think people mm. understand that this is not us. Yes, there is tawakkul, there is ijtihad, but it's from Allah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I, I don't want us to like think mm-hmm. that this is from mm-hmm. us. Wallah, it's from Allah. Hey there, besties. It's Adler here from the Digital Steward Podcast. And let me tell you, okay, I need to put you on the best travel experience I have had the pleasure of going on, which you won't want to miss out. TDS has collaborated with Sisters Getaway to create a seven-day and six-night retreat to either Marrakesh, Morocco or Granada, Spain with 20 incredible souls like yourself. Now, this isn't just any trip, okay? It's a sanctuary for all women seeking to connect with listeners, uh, maybe hit the reset button like we all desperately need. And trust me when I say this, I had the best time last year. Like, I have to say it was such a game changer. I have never traveled in that way. As a Muslim woman, especially one who wears hijab and a naqab like, you know, like me, traveling alone can feel really daunting. I mean, straight up scary. Okay, scary, booky, whatever you want to call it. The anxiety of the booking flights, navigating airports, arriving in a foreign land among 20 women you've never met. Trust me, I get it. The worry about fitting in, being judged, or even breaking the news to skeptical family members? Crazy. But here's the thing. Every single woman on our past trip has felt the same way. And let me tell you, what transpires during those six days is beyond words. I mean, the sisterhood, the bonds, the stories, the just, oh, it was just everything and more. The best part is you get to be in a secluded location, enjoying amazing weather, stunning, relaxing scenery. Man, the scenery was actually unreal. Like, you have to see it for yourself. Rich Islamic history and culture. You know I love this Islamic history. If you love that, you're going to love this. Visiting sites like bucket lists like Alhambra and the Madrasa Ben Yusuf. I mean, come and join us. Don't even think for a second. We're going on May 19th to May 25th to Morocco and May 26th to June 1st to Spain. And what promises to be a journey of a lifetime, I ensure it. Trust me, it's not just a trip. It's a life-changing experience waiting to unfold. Visit go.sistersgetaway.com forward slash TDS or head to our link in bio to sign up. That's go.sistersgetaway.com forward slash TDS or again, head to our Instagram page or in the description below in our episode 
in the link in bio to sign up. See you guys there. Bye. It is. It is. Indeed, it, it, yeah. it, it is. And that, uh, and it's something that we often say. And also. Uh, you know, if if work if something that we're doing is from Allah Santala, then that means that we need to also sacrifice mm. a lot. And that also means capital, right? Not taking money on the table when we know that this is not good for the mm-hmm. for our mission. Does that make sense? Like guys, money, oh my God. It I promise you we if we wanted to, we wouldn't be struggling the way we are. If we wanted to, wallahi, wallahi, we could do things like quite easily. No, but do we want no, to displease Allah no. Santala? No. Do we want to do things that are harming? No. Does that mean that we're going to probably be in a ghetto for a minute? Yes. <laughs> are we willing to do that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have we been doing that? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And then guess what? You know what I say? I say, Alhamdulillah, Allah Sata has guided us to, do, to make those right calls, to be the right people. Because guys, I'm, I'm just so grateful in general that the directors have a strong like stance. Yeah. Like none of us None of us are willing to do mm-hmm. what is wrong. And that's what I'm like so grateful for. Even when I step back and I'm just watching everyone make decisions about really big things or things that come to our table, none, nobody's wavering. Everyone's like, nah, haram. It's not mm. even, we didn't even blink a bat an eye. I remember, I'll give you an example. We had a problem. I knew that was ad. coming. <laughs> I, I wanted to bring this up because I want to give the audience a tangible examples. So Sosa, can you, I guess, describe like, what prog- programmatic ads are. Mm. So programmatic ads are just ads that run through uh, the podcast network. Essentially, if you're watching YouTube, uh, it would be the ads while you're watching a video. It would come like those unskippable ads. So it's the same thing, but for the podcast. And essentially, because it takes one tenth of a second to for any ad to then, you know, um, insert itself in our podcast. So we basically allocate spots in our entire episode to give us residual income, right? And so any ad could basically run as long as we uh, check on the back end and ensure that we're not um, running ads to do with alcohol, we're not running ads to do with certain categories, but we really don't have control of the kind of ads that we're running on our um, uh, show. And so you basically got a message, right, Uh, where someone told you, hey, I've noticed that you guys are running ads and the ads are playing music, right? And they're they're Mm. really uh, uh, loud and and, and it's really, really uncomfortable and I don't feel comfortable listening to music. And so that created a whole conversation that I remember. Obviously, I was tasked to go and find out if there's a solution to not picking programmatic ads. Or, or having a choice of picking ads that don't have music. But sadly, because it takes one-tenth of a second to choose that ad, we decided to forego not having that income. Even if it meant a couple of hundred dollars up to a thousand dollars a month, we decided not to to get that um, because um, it just was against our principle. And it, was, and it, it wasn't a hard decision. It wasn't, it wasn't. It was it just wasn't. more technical. If you, if you couldn't find, if you couldn't allow us to pick... The programmatic ads could not allow us to pick the kind of ads that show up. Then it was it was mm. obvious that we weren't going to do it. And the thing is, the the crazy part is, and I really want everyone to understand is that it gave us great residual income. Let me tell you, let me tell you, it brought money, like great money. But I'm sorry, in the face of of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, what do we have to say if we're you know doing things? And you know how we feel about music at TBS. We do not use music. It's literally our code of ethics. Music is not negotiable. In content that we're creating, especially about Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, why? 
why would we do that? Mm-hmm. We don't need to do that. It's not necessary. And so for ads to have music, that was kind of a slap in the face. We're like, what? Mm-hmm. That's just not what we're about. Um, which makes things makes us a bit complicated. It makes our work complicated. It makes collaboration with us complicated. Um, because essentially what we're we're daring to do is to be outliers, you know, in the podcasting world. Here we are at the top of our game, yet we're saying no, no here, no there, no up there. While somebody else in our position would say yes, 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 yes. But, you know, this reminds me also of um, uh, another thing that happened this year was we got to, we got invited to Spotify. Spotify! Um, oh, iconic. When I, I cannot tell you guys, I felt like rags to riches. How dare we show up at Spotify, okay? In my naqab, in our hijabs, in our just full-on, you know, Canadian, British, UAE. Like, like we just came in there. And I just remember thinking the day before, I was like, oh, my God. Like, has, has there ever been, like, I kept thinking about, has there ever been, like, visible Muslim women in Spotify like this? You know, and, and, and I just, just kept thinking, this is so, I just never knew this could happen. I don't know. I just kept thinking, this is so strange. This is so strange. Because obviously Spotify is like, it's also for music, a platform right. for music. So obviously there are people in there who are musicians, dropping albums, doing yeah. campaigns, and you just see a naqabi. Do you know what was in, so in, interesting? It's like, as soon as you yeah. walked into the building, I could yeah. sense the eyes on us but specifically you being like what is this person doing in this place and you are being met Mm. right by very senior people within spotify in Mm. in the uk team yeah and so you could just see kind of people going about their daily business their tasks whether it was running to the cafe or running to the next meeting or whatever it may be kind of taking a bit of a second to be like you know, that, that glance, that blue still look to be like, what are they doing here? Why are they with so-and-so? Who are they? You know? And I just was like, this is what sets us apart. Earlier you talked about, you know, being in proximity to other Muslim organizations, businesses, founders, right? And I think the differentiation between us and those people and they're doing great work is that we stand on Islamic principle. Right. There's a difference Mm. between being a Muslim who does something right. I can be a Muslim artist for all, all, Mm. you know, who sings and plays, you know, instruments and all this kind of stuff. Or I can be somebody who is Muslim, who is trying to strive upon Islamic principle and doesn't deviate away from that. And there's no negotiation really for us in that way. And so for us and for you, Ada, to be able to turn up at a place of business where people associate it with a particular thing and you kind of change that narrative essentially by just walking in the way that you have because of the work that you've done and the work that the team has done is really it's really groundbreaking I don't think people should take it for granted in any shape way or form what I love the most after after having traveled a bit with either this year or last year now um other has given me such a huge lesson when it comes to confidence. And I'll tell you why. And I don't know if it's like, I think, I've, you know, some people it's like fake it till you make it, just fake confidence in places that you don't feel comfortable. And I don't think other does that so much. 
I myself and I just I, I wear hijab and I sometimes will not go to certain places because I am afraid of feeling uncomfortable. Mm. Adar mm. is a naqabi that has been in places where people have never seen a naqabi ever in their life. <laughs> and you have such an elegant way of not caring. You and like and it's not even like in a condescending. I feel like if I have to be in a in a setting where I need to show people I don't care or like be overconfident, I'm gonna be kind of condescending in the way I, I'm doing it. It's kind of like you know, I don't care, but like in a more harsh way. Mm. You're just in a super mm. smiley. I really don't care. Let me live my life. I'm still gonna enjoy this even though you're not happy. And it has like. It's such a lesson because now I, I feel like I'm starting, you know, little by little. I'm like, oh, let me be more like other. Let me be more like other, mm. you know. And I find <laughs> it so cool. It, it was Spotify. It also was like in Spain. And you're just always like, you're not like overly smiling to show people so much. You're just literally living your mm-hmm. life. you just like, you're going to be like, oh, everybody's staring at me. Okay, that's it. You're not going to be as bothered. Yeah. And I find it super, super cool. Yeah, I mean, you have to. I mean, I'll be honest with you. At the beginning of my Qabi journey, I was kind of perplexed by the eyes, and it did confuse me, and it did make me uncomfortable. But then I, it, it's just, it's I, I learned that great lesson of, like, you give people power. You either give people power or you don't. And you just can't give people power. And that's not just on, on the Qab, but even mm. just hijab in general. We can all feel uncomfortable. We can be made uncomfortable mm. based on our race. We can be made uncomfortable based on our hijab. Or even sometimes we're made uncomfortable if we're not wearing hijab. In spaces, you know, in Muslim spaces, right? And so we're always going to be made to feel like we shouldn't be there. But I think we decide ultimately if we should be somewhere or not. We shouldn't let others decide that for us. But, you know, Spotify, it's crazy because when the first thing I thought about when I walked in was, oh, my God, alhamdulillah, there's going to be a a, a a girl, a Muslim girl after us who's not going to have to deal with what, you know, like we're paving that, I guess, that, that like that lawn forward. That's so, so that's what I kept thinking about. I say, yo, Today, the next girl that walks in here might have a little bit less eyes, might have a little less pushback, um, and might be inspired to not compromise because they saw us do it, or maybe they didn't see us do it, but they feel our remnants. Like they'll come in and they'll be like, maybe they'll meet uh, a representative and be like, yeah, you know, we've had hijabis here before. We've actually had the digital sisterhood before. I don't know if you guys know about them, but yeah, like these are these were their terms. And then it might make you think and say, well, if they didn't back down on these terms, then why should I back down on those terms? You know what I'm saying? I just, I, 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 I dream of those moments, not for myself, but for others. You know, I, I'm just, we're just in the ghetto. All of us are just fighting for our life. We're really in the thick of the war. I really think Allah SWT is testing us. He's like, I'm going to give you all these successes, but I want to see if you guys are going to stand 10 toes down. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to throw everything at you, people, agencies, opportunities, billboards, but I want to know, like, success can make people change. Right? Success is what makes people change. <laughs> like, you know, when you're being tested mm. with hardship, so sin, let's be real. You know, it's easy to be obedient 100%. to Allah when you're struggling. Right? Because you're already uh, on your knees. And the only way up is looking up. But when you're up, do you look up and recognize mm. someone's above you? SubhanAllah. It's success mm. that people forget. Mm. Wallahi, it's, it's the, it's success is one of, I personally think, one of the most mm. difficult kind of tests. Because it is so easy to forget Allah into success. Allah is so easy. It's so easy when you're when you're struggling to say Allah help me. You know, but it's not as easy to say Allah. Alhamdulillah. Like I'm grateful to you. Like I, I, I I'm. You know, 
Like mm-hmm. I'm deeply grateful, you know, and, and, and I want to be obedient even in times of success to you. Even when I'm faced with, hey, this will make my life easier. This will make me more bigger. This will give me this. This will give me that. But it's like, Allah, I don't want success that isn't rooted in you. And that's different. And success rooted in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wallahi, thumma, wallahi, is not easy. It is so hard. It is so hard. It is so hard. It is so, 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 so hard. But I, I like to believe it's going to be the most rewarding, right? Because you're exchanging one success for another. Right? Allah says in, in the Quran, He says, don't exchange my deen for a small price. Don't exchange my religion for a small mm-hmm. price. And that's what I think about when I think about TDS. I think about the ayah. You know, we're always in a, we always find ourselves in a position of exchange. And we're always wondering, uh, does this exchange? You know, a good exchange. If it's not, no. If it is, then bismillah. But I, I found that this year, we just kept holding back. And Allah, Allah just Allah. kept giving it to us. B- better and, and bigger opportunities. But alhamdulillah, 2023, man. I'm not lie. It was the most chaotic mm. year. Yeah, 20, still 2023. But I joined after the pinnacle of the chaos that you guys experienced, mm. right? From the outside, looking just on you know the way you guys carried yourself on social media the continuation of um the podcast and even just the presence you wouldn't have thought that anything awry was happening Mm. behind the scenes right Mm. and that just speaks to the level of care that you have for the work that is being done Mm. that is really inspiring because we could easily in any any of us be put in situations like this right mm. whether working for a different companies or different people let's say and bring the mess to the internet for people to see mm, mm. alhamdulillah and, and, Allah, you know, vocalize vocalize problems to, mm, mm, to mm. the world and and i think one of the things that I really respect about everyone is just how how much they care for each other and how well they think of each other mm. even when things are going a bit wobbly mm. um, it's such a beautiful reminder that like you can do things with Ihsan regardless of what the mm. situation is and it's a reminder as well for and we and we say this quite a lot now. Like, if you can do the small things best, then you can do the big things better, or as as best as they can be. And you guys just showcase how like that has been consistent. Like, you guys do the small things really good, so that when the big things arise, you still carry that that level of um, consistency. Yeah, alhamdulillah. I just want to, I just want to, you know, say my thanks to Allah Sata for inviting the people he needed to invite in order to do this work. Because if any of us was a, a, a side two to the right and two to the left, it would have just fell apart. But somehow, subhanAllah, it's like we balance each other out. You know, it reminds in, in me of actually that, um, mm. the hadith about conscripted souls, soldiers. Mm. Correction, conscripted mm. soldiers. How like our souls met in the previous plane, you know, when all of our souls were mm-hmm. presented to Adam salam, and like, this is your, these are your children essentially. And like in that realm, realm, um, mm-hmm. there were souls that we got along with and souls that we didn't. And I think mm-hmm. in this lifetime, we just call it vibes. Oh, I don't like the vibe of that person, you know? Um, yeah, and yeah. subhanAllah, like Allah's just brought together 
conscripted souls that recognize each other in the previous lifetime who gave each perhaps. other the nod, you know, like the nod of, hey, perhaps, bro, hey, sis. Perhaps. <laughs> um, I, I do feel like sometimes I feel like we would have been, I feel like I, you, we were neighbors. Mm. I, I, feel, I feel like sometimes, I'm, I don't feel like you guys were far from the block. Like, I don't think, yeah. I think we all lived in the same block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know which block area who visited who, but it definitely feels like we all have the same area code. He came now, to knock on say, his door. We lived in the same area code. <laughs> we were on each area code, same area code, uh, same postal code, definitely. Um, but, you know, alhamdulillah for that. And only Allah SWT could do that. Mm. So, alhamdulillah for this year. Um, I guess my, you know, I have two more questions for you guys. Um, my first question to you guys is, like, obviously this is our, our, our sunnah, which is basically we share things that we hope for and then inshallah if they come true they come true but is there anything in 2024 that you hope to accomplish um this year or you're working towards or you would like tds get to like let's say what would you like we're not even talk about your role in pacific specific but what would you like to see tds get to last year for me was uh the billboards spotify and the third was actually and i didn't even mention this but when we went to Doha Qatar and we went to umrah together even though the whole TDS group didn't go, but wallahi thumu wallahi, I remember making dua to Allah, I said, oh Allah, allow the TDS group, like team, to go to Umrah together. And even though it was only three of us, uh, three or four of us that went, it still was like an, ex- an answer dua. And I remember that. thinking like, I remember doing tawaf, I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing tawaf with Sosa and Nura. And we just came from a business conference. Like we're, we're in rook mode. And uh, what we're doing is we're, we're working for the sake of Allah Sata, we're, we're striving and then we're going to Allah Sata to resolve our affairs and we're doing Umrah together. I literally cried. I find it so beautiful like, how we got planned. I just, I just have to since, say. Since that yes. trip, I know for sure one or two du'as were answered expeditiously. Really? <laughs> you know, you know, right? Pers- personal oh, yes, methods, I do. Right? I do, I do, I do. Yeah, and I just too. found that to be so wild. Um, because that was my first Umrah. And it's the one thing that I'll look back on in years to come. Mm. And that I can tell my children, bi'idhnillah, that like I did my first Umrah with TDS, with Adar and Sulsan. And I had the best experience. And even though I played like eldest daughter role for like my entire life, I felt like little sis. I felt <laughs> taken care of. I felt nurtured. I felt so safe beautiful. and secure. And what's so crazy is we talk about answered du'as. I had been making du'a to go to Umrah, I think since before Spain, right? Um, mm. Up until that point, for some reason, I just always thought I wouldn't be invited. I don't know why. I just was like, Allah doesn't love me. Like all this negative self-talk, right? And then Mm. I remember we were in Spain. And I remember one particular moment when we were in Spain in the mountains. Like we had done, I think it was like our second hike. And like the girls were taking pictures. And I had like gotten out my da'a list. And like the dua that I kept going back to was like, Ya Allah, invite me. Ya Allah, invite me. Ya Allah, invite me. Okay, now fast forward a couple of months. Not even a couple of During months. That time, not even a couple of months, literally a month. It was <laughs> it a was month. month. It was no, just one month. We were just talking about so, that umrah. I mean, dua. Me and time. You know, me and time. We're not the best of friends. Um, so then fast forward a month. And in that time, mom is now making dua for me. And like, all my friends are making da'a for me. And even sisters that I met on that trip, 
like wrote me letters that I was like reading for the first time after settling in and it was like yeah Allah grant Nora to go to Umrah and I remember weeping in my hallway being like yeah Allah like it's not just my du'a you gotta answer the du'as of everyone Mm. else right so now fast forward others breaking the news we have this great opportunity to go to Doha business conference big deal all this good stuff and I'm like bet I'm ready to get on the pitch deck all this kind of stuff and then the conversation turns Mm -hmm. to by the way you might go to Umrah and I'm like huh je ne comprends pas I don't understand what's happening right now (laughs) I don't understand what's happening right now it felt like everything was happening in slow motion she goes yeah you know we're in we're in the area two-day trip you know Friday land boom 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 she's talking through the things and I'm hearing everything in slow motion this is the first time I think Adar has seen me speechless because I literally just break down and cry like (laughs) literally Mm -hmm. crying I was like are you serious no no I can't like I want to go with mama like my da'as also included mama like I feel so bad to go by myself all this other stuff anyways we do the trip and now we go to Umrah and I remember just like being on the plane as we were going into Jeddah, being like, oh my God, I'm about to do my first Amra. Literally like freaking out in my own head. And the entire experience, as soon as we landed at the airport and then we were driving to the Haram, like imagine we're like with our fast food in the back of the car, eating. I'm just looking at the mountains. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I can see the outlines of the mountains. This is where the Rasul and his companions walked through. This is crazy. Mm. This is this is mental. And then we get there, we get to our hotel. Sultan did her thing with the hotel, guys. Haram Ali. Were we there okay, to worship? Can, can, can we talk about that? We, there's videos. I have video oh recordings, okay? I'm just gonna I'm gonna start my video here before Sultan gets on the microphone because I have to say something. Mm. So said Abdullah. What are you gonna say? Don't embarrass me on the and internet. Yeah? So basically, so you have to. And just a side note: so there's 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 multiple storylines happening here. There's Nora who's going to Umrah for the first time, and then there's me who told everyone that whole year I wasn't going to Umrah because yeah. I went to Umrah that early that year. And mm-hmm. if you guys remember, I the episode had I know yeah. I took my parents. Mm-hmm. I was there for yeah, even two yeah, months. Yeah, you did forever. I, I had. I, 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 I believed I had filled my cup, mm. right? But I remember the last day that I left the Kaaba, I sobbed because I, I don't know, I have this particular, like, obsession with the Kaaba. Like, I love Mecca. I love the Kaaba. I love standing there. And so with my last day, I sobbed like I've never cried in my life because I was like, Allah, I thought you would keep me here. Oh, yeah. Like, why would you make me, like, why are you letting me leave? You know, like, why? I'm the best mm. I've ever, okay, why am I getting emotional? I'm the best I've ever been. Mm. Why you thought you were going to stay for the, for the while. You thought yeah, that's yeah, what going to happen. And yeah. all of a sudden, I'm staying. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, I was making plans. Like, subhanAllah, there was a man who was selling miswak. I was like, should I just take his job? Should I just sell miswaks <laughs> outside the Kaaba? Just to stay. Just to stay. And I was so sad that, like, when it came to my flight, there was no way for me to stay. And when I when I was saying goodbye to the Kaaba, I was so genuinely disappointed. I was like, Allah, I, I like I prayed about this for two months that you wouldn't let me leave and I'm still leaving. Okay? And 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 I just remember like before I turned my back, I said, Allah, like, invite me again. Like if I can't stay, make me a frequent guest. You know? Don't make me a passive one or one that comes ten years every ten years, but somehow make me a frequent guest. And so the whole 
the whole like um because everybody knew my story um everyone could hear everybody knew that i wanted to stay like everybody knew i wanted to stay and so when i was leaving i was like oh, okay you left uh are you gonna go back this year i said i i, I don't know like my schedule it's kind of crazy like I have all these responsibilities. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go. So it is what it is. And I was okay with that. And so you can imagine what Sosa calls me randomly after we're making plans to do, you know, go to Doha. We're booking everyone's tickets. We're preparing our decks. We're preparing just the work that we need to do because we had a big presentation there. Um, Sosa just says to me randomly on a call. I remember she calls me on Bodum because that's where I talked to Sosa on Bodum. And she says to me, <laughs> hey, I was thinking, I said, thinking what, fam? Like, we're stressing the, the decks, this stuff like that. She goes, no, no, beyond that. But I think after uh, Doha, why don't we all go to Umrah? And I looked at her and I said, what do you mean go, go to Umrah? She goes, yeah, let's go to Umrah. It's literally, it's right there. We're, it's an hour flight. We might as well. And I said, huh? Like, the gentleman, like, wait, you think we, we could do that? She goes, why the heck not? It's an hour flight. If we, we leave Doha Friday, do Umrah Friday, Saturday, we leave Monday. You go home Monday. You're already on that side of the world. Why wouldn't you visit Allah's house? And I'm just sitting there. I just, I, it's crazy because I just never thought about it. I didn't give myself permission. And I, I literally started screaming. I get off the phone and I'm looking. I, literally, guys, I think I'm in a movie. I'm actually such a weirdo. Why did I look up? And I said, don't tell me you're inviting me again. <laughs> this is how Allah sometimes is like, like in the office, started, you're like looking at gift. Was was there a like, camera? She broke the fourth wall. She broke the fourth wall, guys. Allah's everywhere. Uh, Allah, Allah, Allah is above his seven thrones. Like he's above the seven heavens on top of his thrones. I'm just looking up, okay? And I literally think, Subhanallah, are you inviting me again? Like genuinely shock. Like uh, this is how I'm coming back. And I remember thinking that's insane. And so obviously I got excited. I I I, I like I was like didn't my mom's in the other room. I'm like shook a little bit. And then I thought, oh my god, oh my god, Nora. This is Nora's first time. So I was like, oh, let me go break her in the news. Right? Because I was like, I have to break her in the news. I'm excited to tell her um, that Nora, we're going to go to Umrah. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, I've always wanted to, you know, uh, to be someone's, like, chaperone for the first time. I don't know. I always want that because I love that. Bringing new people to the Haram and, like, seeing their face. It's just, I find that so fun. And so for me, when I called you, I was like, Nora, thank you. You know, we're doing this out of third. But, hey, by the way, mark on your calendars. We're going to Umrah. And, she, and, I, and like you said, I never seen you so speechless. It took you a minute to start talking. And then you started crying. And I'm like, Nora, what the hell are you? Like, I know it's amazing. She goes, no, you don't understand, Adar. I said, I was making dua day before. for this two nights ago. Yeah. Like the day before, two nights. Yeah, something yeah. you were saying the night before. You know, I was, let's let's keep it a buck and a 50. I was, I was on my menzies, right? I couldn't pray, but I thought to myself, yeah. let me wake up during the tahajjid hours and make dua, as I would normally almost every night. And obviously there's other elements to the story, Aisha, I love you, um, that just made everything possible, right? And yeah, literally when you, I think that's why I was so emotional because I was like, I asked for this literally 24 hours ago. 24 hours ago, I asked for this, Ya Allah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mad. Mad. Guys, how easy was it to do everything? Like, I, like, literally, everything was booked. Everything was taken care of. You, got, you guys just had to come. Literally. Literally. 
Literally. Literally. Mm. Can, I, can I know what Sosen said to the hotel manager? I didn't say anything. Oh, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> so we didn't even get to that point. So li- so listen. <laughs> wait, wait. I didn't even get to that part. So Sosen, fun, this is the funny story, guys. Listen to this part. This is the part that makes me laugh, okay? Sosen was given the responsibility of finding the hotel because obviously Sosen is bit to the... She's been to the haram 10 million times. That Flights, girl, hotels, everything. She might be car, one of the custodians of the haram. Everything. Because she's always there. Wallahi, her and her mother literally know they can give you a tour of the world. Like, they, they've been there 10 million times. So, Sosa was like, oh, give it to me. I'll rearrange the car. I'll rearrange the booking. That's it. But she never told where we're sleeping. She said, don't worry. I'll have that covered. So, obviously, when we landed in Jeddah, you know, I'm with Nora. We're on the plane. And um, and uh, we're 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 flying, and I look at you know it's t- now we're passing the miqat, so I'm like, okay, Nora, prepare, cause you know like I, we've been so this is Nora's first time, so we're like telling her things. We're like, hi, and, I, and you know what's so crazy? I think Allah Subhanahu is preparing us for something much larger. But anyways, I look at Nora, I say, Nora, Bismillah rahim welcome to the best land on earth. You are officially passing miqat. You're going to be a state ihram. This is what you say. Um, and this is where we we, we we get into the state of uh, of ibadah, you know. And this is you can't be like how you are before. We can't be talking recklessly. We can't be watching things. You got you know, you know, it. Serious. I was telling her everything. The rules. I took it so serious. I was telling her the rules. I said, I said no one talked to me. Do not play around. I said, no one talked to me. I no one to, no one talked to me. No one talked to us. We guess what? And then I, and then we started doing lebeik Allahumma lebeik out loud. And Nora and Nora saying with me, cool. We landed in Jeddah. We're at the airport. Uh, we and Sosa's like the car is here. The, we go in the well, first of all. Now that I think about it, Sosa, you were in, yeah. Sosa, we get in the car and it's this nice guy. It's really re- well organized. We get in the car. He's taking us all the way to the haram. We landed in the middle of the night. I think it was around 10 p.m. Uh, we landed. We get on the we get in the car. Now we're driving to the haram. The haram from Jidda to uh, Mecca is about an hour 20 minutes, right? And um, we see the green book. You know the book that tells you okay, you're officially in Mecca. I'm getting teary-eyed because I'm like, I can't believe I'm here again. Allah Sata is so kind. Like, even though I told people the whole year I wasn't going, Allah was like, yeah, you are. You're going on November, you know, 18th. <laughs> like, it was always on my calendar. I just didn't know about it. Obviously, the first place we go to before the haram is our hotel room because we're going to drop off our stuff. So we don't know where we're staying. I'm thinking, you guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I've roughed it in, ha- in Mecca. I've been in some dodgy places in Mecca just to be in Mecca. So for me, I thought... Mm, like, you know, it didn't cost much. So I thought it's going to be some regular, you know, hotel maybe that has a little bit of smoke. Maybe it's not that clean. You know, but it's okay because we're here for Ibadah. That's my mentality. We're here for Ibadah. Who cares? We're already staying in a hotel. This driver takes us into the street that's private. Okay? I, I didn't even know there was a private street in the Haram. Didn't even know they existed. It's this private street behind a hotel. And you have to, like, the driver has to say, oh, I got, I got, like, people who are staying in the hotel. We go into this private street. I'm looking at Sosin. And Nora and I are looking at each other. And we're looking at I'm like, what kind of hotel? And then these people start coming out of the hotel room, opening the doors, taking our bags. <laughs> They're, like, telling us, don't hold anything. And then there's these stairs that are red. And I'm looking up. I'm like, what kind of hotel is this? We go up the stairs. Wallahi, Allah's my witness. When the doors opened, the bellman opened the door. The first thing that said to me was, Hasbiyallahu wa nirwakeel. Did I come here for ibadah or did I come here for vacation? What is happening? I have never seen a hotel so decorated. I was staying in the hotel where the sultans were staying. Because why did we walk in? And it was so, the ceilings never ended. 
The so there were so many seating areas. The men were wearing Rolex watches. There were bellmen everywhere that looked like security. Have you ever seen a bellman standing like a security? He's not moving from his spot. He's not allowed to move from his spot. Okay? And this is incredible scent that whoops you in the face. And then, so I'm recording, and I'm literally recording Sosen. Sosen, who can afford this hotel? What the heck? How is this even? Sosen's like, don't worry about it. It's my favorite hotel. Come <laughs> I love that. how it's, you got it it's one, of my, one of my favorite hotels. I come here but, like, once every five That tells weeks. you everything you need to know. That tells you everything you need to know about Sosen, okay? This is my He's favorite so hotel. Bougie. Alhamdulillah, we got Sosin, in. You're so bougie. And I, Allah, 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 And the thing that she kept saying to me was, uh, wait until you see breakfast. You think this is amazing? She kept talking about breakfast. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about breakfast? I think oh, that was, when, uh, I think that was my favorite part about this thing. <laughs> what did you The breakfast. Sosin was not playing around. She said, oh, last time I was here, they didn't have the breakfast. This time I made sure you guys got the breakfast. I said, say less. <laughs> I've woken up now. I remember it was after our first tour, after our first. By the way, was one of the smoothest umrah I've ever done. Like one of the smoothest, like very easy. MashaAllah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. You know. Alhamdulillah. I'd like to say I was you guys' lucky charm. You know, I'm just going to. I, I, I think I, I can definitely agree <laughs> to that. Yeah. But can I say, though, like in the breakfast place, Nora, basically it was so grand. There was different sections. Like it looked like a grocery store. Why was it a section for everybody? Alhamdulillah. It was, it was, it was, it was truly. And, and by the way, like I literally looked at Nora. This is, this is, this is the part I remember so fondly. I looked at Nora. I said, don't get used to this. This is not normal. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, this is not normal people's experience. Uh, you're getting some premium experience. So don't feel sad when you come back again. It's not like this. I'll tell you right no, now, this be. I've been a couple of times. I have never seen this experience. Solson, whether it's a tedious <laughs> trip or not, is planning. But guess what? Like, this. like the hardest umrahs are obviously the ones of Ramadan where it, you're literally sleeping on the floor and if you even find an apple after iftar, wallahi say alhamdulillah. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Every is the same, man. But you, it was just, it was just, it's crazy because for me, like most of, like you know, I, I don't know. It was just to me, I was like, this is like bougie, bougie, bougie. I've never seen to this kind of level. Um, but um, it was truly a beautiful experience, and I just want to kind of final end with this umrah because it was a dream, like for me to go with TDS members. The way um, to end the year, subhanallah. The year, yeah. It was, it was one written by Allah yeah. Taala, but I will say, I think. My favorite moment, I have to say, with Umrah was with me and Nora on our last day. Because Sosin left uh, uh, a few hours before. But on our last day, when... So, because... So, <laughs> you guys, one of my dreams is to see the Kaaba or to doing Tawaf while it's raining. Mm. I've seen it all over TikTok. I've seen it all over the internet. Obviously, like, we know how, how like, what rain means mm. to us when making dua. It's like iconic imagine experiencing rain um in the haram mm-hmm. and so like I, I, every time i've been there i have never seen it we, i was there for two months i never seen we rain we weren't even gonna do you know what i'm saying it's so tawaf, by the way it was just something that i said mm-hmm. oh let's mm-hmm. do let's do final to right and then mm-hmm. yeah you made yeah. you made your little da- and then because the, the driver was coming mm-hmm. yeah and so then so we're walking and i have a video of it like i have a full video i edited i never posted it but me and Nora are just walking in. And mind you, like, we just, we just, um, 
we just booked we just left our hotel so we don't have a hotel room that's it like we have to be chilling like we left our bags in our hotel but we're checked out we're checked out there's no going back there's no changing clothes so when we go in and we're like we're just gonna do our farewell um tawaf and and, and just you know spend whatever little time we have and then inshallah when it's time to leave we're gonna leave so we're walking we go in wallahi thumma wallahi all i see is this cloud i feel it came out of nowhere started to look like it was about to rain and Nora looks at me we look at each other I'm like Nora it's about to rain Nora's like no way I said Nora it's gonna rain Nora it's gonna rain and I'm just I'm like walking faster as I'm yelling it's gonna rain it's gonna rain and Nora's like okay and we're like no we are going to be here for it wallahi I thought we were gonna have to t- maybe tawaf a few times before the race start when I tell you I think we only did one tawaf before it started to pour mm-hmm. that's so nice okay it was as if it, it was as if it was waiting for us like it felt like it was waiting, like it was waiting for us to enter. And so we come in there uh, and we start doing top and it starts raining. It starts lightly sprinkling. And then I'm just smiling, grinning ear to ear, okay? Grilling. <laughs> and Nora's like, other, other, um, this is cute, but if it starts to pour, we can't be here. I said, Nora, listen to me. Let's be very carefully. That's what I said. Listen to me very We are in the haram while it's raining. We are going to experience the fullness of this rain in the cabin. She's like, but we're going to get wet. I said, don't worry. This is a, I kept telling her, this is a gift from Allah. She's like, okay. And she doesn't let her rock. Okay. She doesn't let her be rock. We're wearing socks. Okay. We're walking. We're doing twelve, whatever. It starts to rain, you guys. Wallahi, it got to a point where it rained so much. I thought the Kaaba was going to float away because the water r- started to rise. Okay. The water started to rise. It was giving like, it was getting to the top of your ankle. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh my God. And we're just, we're, I'm like, we're having our own moment. Nora's having her own moment. I'm having my own moment. We're looking at people. People are smiling. Kids are like, people are praying. Subhanallah. You see people leave the tawaf just to pray in the rain. Subhanallah. You see it. And we're just sitting there making dua. You hear people giggling. You hear people laughing. You hear people rejoicing. You see people making dua. It was just such an iconic so moment. Unreal. And as we're raining, it was just so unreal. I remember uh, it got so bad. Like, at that point, I couldn't breathe because my naqab started to stick to my face. That's how <laughs> soaked I was. Right? And I was like, oh, my God, I, I actually can't breathe. You know? And so we, when we, were, we were exiting when we were leaving. One of the uh, sisters who's obviously a custodian of the haram, she, she looks at me and Nora, she goes, Allah, here, indik. <laughs> like, she's just, she's just smiling at us because she's like, you guys are soaked. Like, like, it's not even regular soaked. You guys are drenched, subhanAllah. Right and through, then came. right through to the underwear. Like okay. when I say drenched, I mean drenched. I'm there shivering, and I'm thinking, I hope I don't get sick. And then Adam's like, "You're not gonna get sick. Like this is rain from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. We're in Mecca. <laughs> it's not. It's not gonna make you sick." And obviously, I'm hearing about you know Mecca flu, and I'm like, "Babes, I am. Uh, you know, my immune system is not the best. Okay, I've had COVID four times. Yeah, I need like." <laughs> Please, please. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, when it was fine when we were outside because the humidity and the number of bodies that were there, like, it felt like warm rain. But then as soon as we stepped back into the haram and, you know, experiencing the oh, aircon, that's when I lost. Uh, that's when I lost it. Because we were shaking. Because we prayed. Because we were praying. Maqrib, uh, Aisha, it's also shaking. Mm. <laughs> because the AC was behind us. And then Nora's looking at me. She goes, Adar, I'm going to get sick. I said, I promise you. If this is if I know this to be a gift from Allah, you're not gonna get sick. <laughs> That's so nice. I know it, and I said you're gonna see. You're not gonna get sick. You're gonna go back to London. You're not gonna get sick, and you're gonna know confirmation that rain had barakah in it, and that rain wasn't going to that rain wasn't gonna harm you. 
You know, because that rain was a gift. Oh. And I, I said, because to me, it was an answer dua. Mm. For me, it was like, it is a gift because he's literally answered my supplication. Uh, but I remember uh, when we were dry enough, we found a musalla that was locked, that was closed um, in the same hotel room same we're staying in. And the bellman let us in and there was nobody in the musalla. And he, he just, we just locked ourselves in there. We spent like five hours in there sleeping, <laughs> praying. Well, like me and Nora, just yeah, sleeping, I, I praying, making dua, listening to lectures, having because breakfast, it was the nap. Like literally, we it just... Was crazy. It was It was so wild because obviously like they held on to everything for us. That wasn't the mm. problem. It was more so having a place, a respite, just to, okay, we've... Yeah, you didn't that. have your room, but you had that. Yeah, it was really, it was really beautiful. I'm never going to forget it. I'm really never, was. ever going to forget it. I know. Uh, but I, I guess uh, just to wrap it up a little bit here. Um, I, and I asked this question in part one to the podcast team. And I want to ask you guys this question as well as directors, um, as founders. Um, is what advice we give people who want to do more hard work in 2024 or who are currently doing hard work in 2024? Like what advice would you give them? I have two pieces. I have two pieces of advice. Mm. Mm. One is just to do it. And I know it sounds really cliche, but who are you doing it for outside of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Right? Mm. I feel like hard work is when you're called to do it. Um, so start it scared, start it unsure, start it in doubt, because the reward isn't from whether or not other people validate the work that you're doing, the reward is the reward is between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? And on the day of judgment, when you see all of your deeds accumulated because of the hard work that you're doing in his name, it will be worth it. It will be worth it. The second advice that I have is to anyone who... I guess how I see it is there are a lot of people out there who are Muslim, who want to do really great work, who have the resources, who have the time, but don't necessarily support their fellow brothers and sisters in actually doing the hard work. Mm. I'm speaking directly to them. People love to throw out this word community and connection, and they don't really practice what they preach, right? Be that person who extends a supportive hand. Be that person who extends a supportive word. Be that person who, you know, taps in with people and lets them know that what they're doing is is correct, you know, in the sense of, like, it's mm. on the dean. It's about benefiting other people. Because sometimes you never truly see yourself doing that piece of work unless somebody... gives you a nod sometimes it can feel very isolating and lonely right and so I guess it's just to encourage anyone to be be a supportive friend um yeah I think Mm. those two things I I I also have two and one is kind of kind of the same as uh as Nora which is I think that if you're really really want to do hard work for Allah for the sake of Allah you're going to don't create something that just exists because in reality you want you know for people to say wow look what she created for example a lot of people are like I want to create my own nonprofit that I don't know helps homeless people you can do more good by 
volunteering in a nonprofit that exists already that's you know doing the same thing as you want to do and it'll be more beneficial than you starting and I think that if you are starting and you're not like willing to just volunteer to a nonprofit that already exists it might not be for you know for the right reasons um, and another thing is definitely definitely surround yourselves with people that will bring you closer to Allah and that, you know, understands what you want to do. And even if it's not to help you, but at least have that support and for you to be able to bounce back ideas uh, with people that also see, you know, things the same way you do and will help you have that support, have that, you know, system. Uh, and so you'll be able to do it with more confidence. So Yeah, those are my two advice. Amazing. So soon. Uh, I was I was hoping you would tell us. <laughs> Either, um, for me, uh, number one would be if you're gonna take the path of doing work for the sake of Allah, then make sure you also take a similar path of learning more about your deen um, and getting to perfect your deen in the best way possible, because you can't really be doing work for the sake of Allah if you yourself are not following in the path of Allah Alhamdulillah one almost you know it's kind of like a cycle right if you're doing khair it only brings more barakah for you and helps you do more khair um, but it needs to be hand in hand right and I think that's something that we as a team member as much as we're putting out we're also going inwards and 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 kind of checking ourselves, checking our nafs you know, checking um, how is our alaqa, how is our relationship with Allah first and foremost, because whatever you're doing in the, is then reflected in the work that you do. Um, and then you guys said it, all of us said it, right? So make sure that you not only, you know, do it for the sake of Allah, but renew your intention. Your intention last year is not going to be the same as your intention this year. We have to consistently renew our intention as Muslims. We always have to, you know, consistently say Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah and remind ourselves la ilaha illallah. And it's the same thing with doing the uh, khair, uh, right? You have to renew that intention um, and keep saying, Ya Allah, I, I, I want to renew my intention that I'm doing this for you. And Ya Allah, allow me to, 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 you know, head the my nafs, which is like kind of. Uh, uh, clarify my nafs and, and make it, you know, clear that what I'm doing is for your sake and not for anything else, right? Because subhanAllah, as human beings, we can easily be swayed and, and how, mu how much imtihan were we put on, you know, uh, especially last year okay. where we didn't know any a lot of things, you know, we were tested with a lot of things, subhanAllah. And if we kept renewing our intention saying, yeah, Allah, this is for your sake, and Allah, alhamdulillah, rectified our affairs. So I think it's it's A, uh, fix your relationship with Allah and B, keep renewing your intention. I kind of want to rephrase what I said. I want to lean into what Sosa mentioned about intention because I think that's where the crux of what I was trying to say came from. Like, it's really easy for us to get swayed or have inflated um, egos because we think that we're doing something for the sake of Allah, right? The ujub, right? Of your good deeds, thinking that 
um, what you were doing is so righteous that you need to start shouting and screaming about it and giving yourself props, right? And that actually takes that part. away from like the purity of your intentions, right? It's like mm-hmm. if this truly is for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there Fight is no need yeah. for you to exactly there is no need for you to proclaim it, right? That, that part proclamation should be between you and Allah. Like, Ya Allah, I'm doing this for your sake because mm. I want to, you know, benefit myself but also mm. seek your rewards when it counts, right? And then, again, the other thing that I would say is challenge those people who you see are able to be that supportive hand and friend, even Mm. if it feels like you're standing by yourself. Even if it feels like you're standing by yourself, right? Because the loudest person in the room isn't always the right person right the smartest Mm. person in the room isn't always Mm. the right person the person who has like the most resources isn't always the right person so i think don't be afraid to challenge where you see it necessary in order to keep steadfast upon the work that you're doing the hard work right going back to that intention it just feels Mm. like a bit of a loop in that way um yeah. Just to add on to what you're saying, coming back, coming from a corporate background, how how different is it? Like we're saying, you know, the opposite. We're saying challenge your nafs and challenge people around you who are saying they do all these things. But what we're told in the other way is like, no, always talk about your wins and speak loudly about, you know, all the things that you've accomplished. But subhanAllah, if you're doing it for the sake of Allah, why do you need anyone to see it? you know it's between you and Allah ultimately right mm-hmm. isn't it in, 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 in a hadith that when you're giving sadaqah your right hand your left you know your left hand should know what your right hand's giving and it's the same with the with the work that you're doing why do you need to tell people what you're doing mm-hmm. yeah. not always needing an applause yeah 100% percent. right um, and I think uh, I think it's really important especially when you're at a, at a at a particular place where you just feel like everyone's always applauding you forget that maybe you're maybe you're sometimes seeking that applause, but um, I think it's important to to take it back a second and renew that attention. That's why renewing attention is so important, Subhanallah, because everything is judged by attention. Mm-hmm. Um, amal is so important, intent is so important, everything is so important. I ask Allah to keep us steadfast Ameen. and allow us to you know to remind us to always to to, to renew our intentions, always, 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 always. Um, but Jazakallah Khair, you guys, honestly. Like I, I just no. What advice would you? Yeah, what are you giving? Honestly, you guys wrapped it up perfectly. There is nothing more to add. When some, when somebody has said the nasiha, who said it perfectly, there's nothing to add to it. Subhanallah. So you guys have said perfectly exactly what I would have said. Um, if not more. So alhamdulillah. Um, and I just want to tell you guys, I love you for the sake of Allah. I love you too. Love you for the sake of Allah. You guys know me. Like you guys are my, my my. you guys are one of my greatest accomplishments in terms of relationship and, and people. I can't believe that I know you guys. I can't believe that we work together. It is truly a dream job. Mm-hmm. And you, you made it a dream job. Aww. You guys made it a dream job for me. Uh, and so I, I ask Allah Ta'ala to accept I it mean, from yeah. us. And I hope that Allah Ta'ala builds us a I mean, dinner. neighbors, you know, like inshallah. Of it. And we're all neighbors. And we're all neighbors. And we did our thing. 
That includes the podcast team, the directors, everybody that's part of TBS, um, as well as the listeners who's also take the time to listen to these long episodes of just talking and somehow they gain benefit. And it really is from Allah SWT. So I love you guys. Love you listeners. Thank you guys so much for making 2023 so amazing. Um, And for all the messages and emails that you guys send us, we read every single one of them. And uh, I just want to say, I don't want to choke up, but I just want to say that I love you guys. (laughs) Truly, you you are literally my sister's. I've never met. Mo- I haven't met most of you, but I. Mm. I feel like I have, and um, yeah. I, I hope we can be sisters for like always. Uh, but yeah, guys, just Thank you, TDS director. Yay, we love yeah. you. Yay. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All of you guys. Um, and then with that note, yeah, I mean, with that note, Jazakallah khair, everybody. Um, uh, this will be the last part of the wrap up series, and um, we won't be back until Ramadan, but. As you can see, Ramadan is literally on the horizon. It's right here. So we won't be gone for long. I'll see you guys in Ramadan on a Friday, as always, in your ears, in your speakers, telling you a good story. Psycho! Yay!